Have you considered finding a kidney through less official means? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJK and Bayer. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We go through the fine details of the Aussie soap Neighbours. We are in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya. I'm a writer who can't suspend disbelief. CJ, aka Catherine Jones, is the hot mess mum. I am. Hi. With pink and blue hair today. Yeah. Looks fabulous. I'm doing something special for Christmas. Or oh, my hairdresser did tell me that I better love it because blue's not coming out. <laughs> You've got to look up CJ's hairdresser on the Instagrams. This guy does spectacular hair and I I want CJ to go more extreme. He thinks I'm going to. He's like, when he unraveled my blue hair, he looked at me and he said, now you're a unicorn. And then he said, you'll be back. Seriously, you'll be back in in February when I come again. He goes, you'll be a bit of yellow here, a bit of purple here. I love a bit of yellow. That's very My Little Pony. So it's the username is unicorn underscore mains underscore by Mikey. And Mikey is spelt with two Y's. Of course. M-Y-K-E-Y. Kate, there's got a blue tick too. Kate's here too. Remude on Twitter, who mostly tweets about neighbours. I'm here and I've got my boring brown hair. Yeah, we've all got the top knot today. It's the end of year top knot season. Also this week, well yesterday, it was so stinking hot in Melbourne. It was like 46 degrees. And it's cold today, yeah. but it's still, it lives on yeah. inside houses. It was like 44 degrees and then dropped down into 20 degrees. When I was in my car, the thermostat said 46.5. And I observed that the Rebecca's got a photo from Kersha and saying, oh, she's having a great time in Sydney, sun, surf, sand. Oh, isn't and, that a sting? And, and smoke. Yeah, isn't that a sting? Like they clearly didn't have the bushfire crisis when they were writing that piece of dialogue. But like also, there's bound to be a fire in mm. summer. All of the time yeah. in Australia. They probably should steer clear of any locational ha-has. What a shame because if this was reality, Dippy would be like, Kirsch is coming straight back down to Melbourne. She's inhaling smoke. This is not good for her. Oh, what a time of year. There is zero in my tank. Absolutely nothing in my tank. But you've finished work for the year, yes. so it's all about neighbours from this point onwards. Now, yeah, neighbours or bust, we're going to keep cranking out pods. Keep on plugging away. And, um, and do all my bonus apps that I want to do. Neighbours Council business. The business, again. Have you seen that there's going to be a conversation with neighbours in London? Yes, there's an event that people have bought tickets to. When is it? It's Baby Madge's birthday, the 15th of March. Ah. The Ides of March. It's very exciting, particularly because a lot of members of the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group, are all going to go together as a posse. I know, I love it. It it, nearly made me tear up. I feel like singing, we are the world. (laughs) I was thinking, well, we are family. I couldn't get involved in all their shenanigans because, again, it was the massive week at work. But I was happy to see all that bubbling away and people getting tickets and finding someone to go with. And organising meetups. And I'm so proud of you guys. I wish we could make it. I would like to see some Instagram stories at that event and people together. I want people to get like bring like a little bracket and do some Facebook Lives. Yes, Facebook Lives. I don't care if they're saying no video allowed. Come on, guys, you can do it. Stealth. Get the spy cam in the tea box. <laughs> what, the tea box? Um, or like oh. every, everyone put in five bucks and we'll come. <laughs> yeah, true. Get that Patreon crane. Pounds, in. pounds, not bucks. Yeah, pounds, sorry. Um, well, Patreon's in American dollars, so that's pretty good for us too. Is it called a quid? 
Yes. That's one dollar, yeah. isn't it? That's one pound. Yeah. yeah. So five quid. Yeah. Quids. You're <laughs> so cute. I... Quid. Oh, it's a quid. Yes, I'd love to go, except I don't know what my work situation is in 2020 at all because we're just waiting for our contract renewals. Look, if it was in Bali, I'd go, you know what, I'll splash the Mm. 500 bucks on Jetstar and go to Bali, but London is just, sorry, a little reach too far for us. I'm going to Disneyland 10 days after that, so the possibility of me being able to get there is very slim. Round the world ticket, mate. I know, but tickets are bought. (laughs) CJ's already blown her budget. But one public service announcement if you are meeting strangers from the internet go in groups if you can or meet in a public place even though everyone from the neighbors council is legitimate and trustworthy in my personal experience also bring your husband in case the woman you're about to meet <laughs> is like some crazed baby stealer who's about to do a bit of a diy c-section on you yeah yeah if you're going to start a podcast with someone but yeah so just you know meet in a public place as I th- i'm sure you all already are and tell people where you are and all that sort of stuff yeah, we- yeah instagram us <laughs> And then if there was a problem, please tell us who the culprit was so we can boot them out of the council. Yeah. But someone's in the council. I've got to read this amazing um, joining message that we got. Oh, what a delight it was. Remember a few weeks ago when I made an appearance on Radio National? Oh, yes, yes. And what did I say at the time? that You uh, gave a shout-out. To the listeners, the zero listeners we will gain from that shout-out. From my exposure. We have Louise who joined the council. She listens to the podcast while commuting and she learned about us from Radio National's Patricia Carvellis. She said, I am the elusive RN slash peach crossover media consumer. <laughs> wow. Well, welcome. welcome Louise, welcome. one of us. <laughs> you, you proved me wrong. The exception that proved the rule. And big thanks to the patrons. We have Jackie, long-term listener, who's jumped on board. And I've got here, I can't read my notes. I've got here Heather with a question mark. I don't know why. Is it Heather Lockley? I guess, but I just... Oh, hey, Heather. I don't know if that meant I, I must have already shouted her out. Anyway, whatever. Heather gets another shout out as long, along with Jackie. And all the people that have messaged me so far to say they got their coins in the mail. Yay! Yeah. The system works. And I'm going to thank... I'll thank her properly when it's all over, but um, my special... My special courier contact over in in the UK who's been helping me make this get to its destination. But we love our Patreons. Thank you so much to all of you, new and old. And if you haven't got your coins yet, it's because I could not bloody get to the post office in business hours. Mm. So I just turned them in two batches. And finally I found this one guy in Coburg that was open till 6.30pm on a Saturday. I'm like, mate, thank you so much. And he goes, well, got to pay for those nappies. (laughs) Okay, so we had a good chat, but wow, God, it was tough. But anyway, maybe that's what he did when he had kids. He thought, if I add two hours on a Saturday, I'm going to be able to pay. (laughs) By the way, the people who've messaged is one thing, but the people who've posted photos of their coin out, I know. I think it's great. Oh, look. I'd love it if people did some more kind of tourist shots a la Toadie, you know, in London, you know, in front of Big Ben and then suddenly by the, the London Eye. And yes, or even some landmarks we've never heard of. Like we've got... I want to see like a red phone booth. Like we've got listeners in Manchester and Derbyshire us, and Lincolnshire. <laughs> show us your local point of interest. Yes. Even if it's like a toilet block at the end of your street, show us the, the finest points of your town. Yes. And yeah, sorry to the people that won't get their coins till after Christmas. I blame life. <laughs> And there's one guy, oh, he's on an oil rig. He's a long-term what? listener. Oh. Yes, he's a long-term listener of ours. And he sent me a message and I can't find his address to send it, but his is on the way too. Sorry, mate. Okay, now. 
And this week, I think all of us had to binge watch the whole week, didn't we? Today, within hours. Ooh. It's fresh. It's all fresh. I've Well, I mean, no, I binged my second watching. I did watch it because when I went to Foxtel, they were all watched. <laughs> but um, also, like, I don't pay attention as much on the yeah. first round. But I binged the bookends of the week. But I believe we're talking about a, an end of yes. the week. Yeah. The crust of the bread, Friday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Friday's mm-hmm. was a cracker. But I really enjoyed the early week stuff. Let's maybe should we get that out of the way first? Yeah. The early week stuff with Mama Millsy just dropping a love triangle grenade on the Kendi house and then bottling it back to Switzerland. So just going, so hey son, uh, you clearly still have, have the horn for Ellie. Yep. You love your ex girlfriend who happens to be your current girlfriend's sister, and he's a bad liar. So he's like, mm, whatever. Shut up, mum. Oh my god. Vaya, hang on. You left this out of the business. You saw Millsy. Oh, yeah, but he's a friend. He's a friend of the show now. He's, you just like casually saw him this week. Yes, out the front of my work at the ABC, which is where his, his lovely lady works. And did you go up to him and say, oh, hi, do you remember me? No, he spotted me because I was carrying a tray of Krispy Kreme donuts that I was gifting to the office and that caught his eye. Then he realised it was me, but he gave me some insights into what's coming. <gasps> Not going to say anything. Just that he basically, one of the things I can reveal is that he filmed like 140 scenes in, I think it was the last couple of months. Oh my God. We're going to get all yeah. the Finn we want. Yeah, it's going to be nonstop Finn City. But um, there's some stuff brewing. He didn't tell me specifics, but it's going to hit the fan. <laughs> so, friend of the pod, Millsy, really is a friend of the pod because he recognizes Alvea. Yes, I just have to carry a tray of donuts with me and people will. Take a minute and figure it out. I think it should be a tip for life, really. Actually, if we were always carrying around Krispy Kremes, we, like, that's how you make friends. Yeah. Anyway, so if you weren't excited before about whatever the hell is going to blow up in that Kennedy house, get excited. I'd like Melzi to put some more people in a container. He was so good at being able. <laughs> I just want him to wear some T-shirts like a 19-year-old would. Like some he, band T-shirts. He should be dressing like Hendrix. Hendrix would have moved in and then they should have started sharing clothes. Yeah, they should Jimmy. Get a bit of Jimmy because he's a bit of a already he would have been a bit of a nerd as well more so than Hendrix. I think he's more Hendrix's size. Yeah, I don't know. Jimmy's very long and lean. He is. He is. Okay, but he's got New York fashion now. No, we'll get to Jimmy. Yeah. We'll get to Jimmy first though. Mama Millsy, Claudia, Ma Toast. She got sick of trying to wait for Ellie to slip up and make a parenting mistake. Then tells Ellie, "Oh well, he's got the hots for you. Don't don't you still like him?" Like there's something romantic between you. Are you kidding me? Finn's the uncle to my child. We both feel the same way. What? And you just want to go, guys, guys, he tried to kill both of you. He is not a catch in which to fight your sister over. Mm. And then she drops it on B as well and said, oh, you've seen what's going on between them. Anyway, bye. Got to go to Switzerland. Oh, she's a terrible human, isn't she? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but you just can't hate Kate Rayson. No, I don't hate. I loved every minute she was on screen. Yeah, no, I enjoyed having her there. I enjoy anyone that's a terrible person on Neighbours. And I loved how Susan just would not be a part of the shenanigans that were going on because she took Millsy and B. She wanted to take them to the ballet. Which I'll tell you what, 39 weeks pregnant, I would not want to go and sit on my ass at the ballet. I'd be like, you know what? No, my pelvis just wants to lie down at this point. And I actually, because I park at the ballet centre opposite work. Oh, did you see them there? No, I didn't. Okay, yeah. But I do see the posters for the Nutcracker and it does look like a lovely show and I would like to see it, I think. Oh, well, hopefully some guy that's tried to kill you, yeah. his mum could come into town and take you. I hope so. Mm. Then 
Milsey's like, nah, girlfriend, you can't go because mum needs to bond with her grandchild's mother. So B's like, and I loved B's acting here because she was just like, no, I want to go to the ballet. (laughs) And he's like, no, no, you're not. And then she sulked about it. And then Susan was wonderful and was like, well, I'm not going to be part of this. Let's just buy more tickets to the ballet and we're all going. I'm like, yes, sensible decision. Then Carl was bitching about the price of them, which I loved. I think they need to tone down a little bit his tight assness because then they were talking about him using a cheap internet provider later in the week. Mm. I think it's got to be one Carl cheapskate dig per week. Can't people just complain about the NBN in general? Mm. Yeah, that would have made a lot of sense, actually. Anyway, she's gone, but now she's left romantic doubts among this trio i don't need this love triangle so like any reason for it to be around it's just it's ridiculous that milsey lives there and he's going out with b anyway Mm. but then for him to fall back in love with his ex i think i'd be more invested if it was his baby yeah like there was never a sean there was never a piece of toast imagine that imagine that utopia (laughs) (laughs) but the only way for that to be possible is if he'd like assaulted her yeah and then lost his memory yeah oh but, I mean, can you – oh, I mean, if you can forgive him for all the rest. Yeah. But remember when um, Andrea assaulted Toadie? Mm. Yeah, he was able to kind of forgive her for that, wasn't yeah, we, he? we got Hugo out of that, so we did. I saw Hugo recently. Yeah. Did you he, make another Tupperware order? No, no, my Tupperware came in. <laughs> um, so Hugo brought it around. I won't share this too much because otherwise we might have some people buying um, Tupperware off Hugo's mum to get the visit from Hugo. Oh, yeah. Because that's one of the bonuses you get when you buy Tupperware from Hugo's mum. Hugo delivers it. (laughs) (laughs) They were on their way to the neighbour's Christmas party. um, And they popped in. I saw a lot of photos from the neighbour's Christmas party. It seemed like a hoot. Now, okay, let's get to Friday, the 20th of December. Because it's, again, this is the fourth podcast we've done. David's laid up in the hospital bed Mm. looking grim. What a great couple of weeks at work for... Um, what's his name again? Is it? It's like Takaya. Oh, Takaya. I was going to say it's like Tanaka, but yeah, <laughs> Takaya Honda. How fun! Into bed you pop. <laughs> Do the odd groan. Any lines today? Nope. Oh, sweet. How sad is it though? Like, is he? Is he going to die? Oh no, no, no! Surely not. I don't think so. We haven't heard any rumors to that effect, have we? The next week on Neighbours preview ads. Oh yeah, I'm loving them. It looks They're like he's, yeah, it doesn't look good for him. No. What's with like? Paul being patted down as well. It would be going into the clink. We, no, but it was in the hospital, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, because Rob Rob. So he's going, do you reckon he's dogging. going into visit Rob Rob after the surgery and they're making Probably. sure he's not, you know, got a shiv on him so he can kill him <laughs> after the. the Probably. <laughs> yeah. So we start and end the week at the Supermax prison. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Harlow's gone to see dad. I like him a lot. Why does he have an accent, Kate? I don't know. He does sound a bit posh, doesn't he? He, does. he sounds like he's been in an Adelaide prison with yeah. Tyler. Maybe he's he's gone to, you know, like the Henry Higgins uh, Supermax or something. <laughs> and there's just one guard that's just doing elocution lessons with the him. The rain in Spain <laughs> falls mainly on the plane. <laughs> uh, just taking a shine to him. Straight away, Harlow cuts to the chase. and Well, Roxy's nudging her there because Roxy's a match for the kidney, but... Um, has doesn't want to tell anyone and doesn't want to give her a kidney away, which I, is valid and we'll get to that. And she's like, hey, Dad, I'm your daughter. Uh, can we please have a part of your body for your brother that everyone prefers to you? <laughs> yeah, even me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. And he's like, all right, leverage. I'll tell you who would have donated, Cam Rob. 
Oh, of course. And he's Salt identical. He yeah. would have been the perfect match as well. Of course he would have. They should have put that kidney on ice 10 years ago. Mm. Freeze-dried his whole oh. body. <laughs> Paul could have afforded that at various points. Ha- ha- CJ, talk oh. to me about how Paul's trying to pull strings to get a kidney any way he can. I mean, okay. So earlier in the week, Paul gets the phone number for the director of the um, organ donation list, I guess. Yep. Now, I'm really invested in TV shows like Grey's Anatomy, right? So I was immediately like, Grey's, that's not very ethical because that is the sacred medical thing, the organ donor list. You can't ever mess with that because you'll be turfed out of the medical world. Um, so, but I was like, yeah, if it was my son in that bed, I'd be calling everybody. <laughs> but then by the same token, she said, well, how would you like it if someone Q jumped in front of David? I don't care. My son. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't believe that Paul didn't say that. But also, like, I would be like, remember when um, Lindsay Fox needed the... Um, no, no, no. It's You're thinking of Kerry Packer. Kerry Packer. His helicopter pilot donated his kidney to yeah. him. Wow. Because they were just, just so close. Then just like, you know... Just not, out of the kindness not, of his a, heart? A few years later, he... Um, yeah, the, he got a $3.3 million house off him. Yeah. Oh, that's just, a really beautiful friendship. Because they were so close. Oh. No, look. Oh, mate, no, I come on, come good. on. Jeez, you'd go, oh, hang on, this riches, filthy rich person who I'm, you know, acquaintances with needs a piece of me. Hmm, yeah, let's see what's in this for me because, honestly, $3.3 million, I'd take it hands down for my kidney. In fact, yeah. I'm surprised Roxy hasn't seen dollar signs yet. I know. Um, well, we can – let's sidebar into her for a minute because I think she's well within her rights to – not want to part with her own yeah. organ. <laughs> and in fact, I was Googling um, organ donor coercion today oh. and there are studies into it and to, to like how they can actually work out whether people are being coerced into um, donating to like known um, recipients. Fascinating. Um, and also like there's like bad karma that comes with that stuff, right? Like because basically because if David found out that the person was coerced, his body might just reject it based on like mind-body connection. Or just stress. I watched Grey's Anatomy, so I'm a doctor. Anxiety, maybe. No, like there's so much that can go. The body can. Are there reject any studies the, on this? Because it sounds kind of hinky. Um, no, that like basically it's a perfect storm. It's like getting pregnant. You're getting the organ. Like it doesn't matter if you're a match. It can just not work. See, because my husband and I were watching it, and my husband's just like, "Why doesn't he just go to China? Just get like you know, like because you know how they they torture political prisoners and like make them donate organs or." The one country in the world, I learned this at work because I did a, a round on kidneys. If it hadn't aired already, I would definitely have shoehorned this in. I reckon this would be the week that Gazcan's got like steak and kidney pie on the menu. So. <laughs> Iran is the only country where the selling and buying of kidneys is legal. Last bastion of democracy. <laughs> As a result, there's no shortage of the organs, but there is a lot of competition. Uh, so, yeah, get on a plane to Iran. Flights will be cheap. Uh, look, look, book it one way for the time being. <laughs> uh, so in the meantime, Roxy is confiding in Puffy, their workmates. She's changed. She's saying she finally blows up and she's like, I'm a horrible person. I'm a match for this kidney, but I don't want to give my kidney away. And I, I don't blame her. She's 20. She's 20. And fair enough. She says, what if one of my family members needs one? What if one of her kidneys fails? So, well, she needs the second yeah. one. It's not like a spare tyre. <laughs> That you're lugging around. Yeah. It's not like David's her brother or whatever. Well, maybe they are. Just no, no, that made me think, does Roxy have siblings? She would, wouldn't she? I think there's a few. but they'll, it, they'll trickle in. She's a Willis. There's Willis's up there yeah. in Darwin. She's 
distraught and a hilarious scene is when Dippy walks in in tears going, David's getting worse. I wish I could donate my kidney. And Shane's like, well, you maybe you would feel differently if you actually were a match. She 100% wouldn't. She'd be getting herself into that hospital and making it all about Dippy in three seconds. But she's also got three kids. Yeah, I don't think she would. She's yeah. she's got to save them up for one of her for when Yashvi gets shot in the force. <laughs> she needs a new kidney. Yeah. Um, so I loved all that. I loved watching that play out. And I hope it's not Roxy that has to can you give imagine, up the kidney. Can you imagine how Paul would be to Roxy? He would be awful. Yeah. He, he would, would be, be awful. a bully. Yeah. So, of course, she's terrified. But also, she's on easy street if she does. From that point onwards, he'd, like, worship her from that point onward. Yeah. Swing, swings and roundabouts. Uh, I know he will always hate her when he finds – because inevitably he will find out. Yeah, but if she, if, let, if she yeah. did donate, then she's on easy street. Yeah. In the meantime, Rob Rob's asked for Paul and Therese to come and visit him at the prison. The new Mrs. Robinson. Therese's <laughs> like, what does he want me there for? Okay. I know. And and I'm so with her on that. He, she was like, why? So I have one problem with the first visit to Rob Rob. It was at night. Oh, no. Business hours. Business hours. Prisoners don't get to demand no. visitors like that. Wait, do you mean the one with Paul? Yeah. Yeah, because the one with Harlow, that was daytime because the, yeah. the girls woke up in the morning and drove there. Normal. Yeah. But you don't drive at night, even if there's an emergency situation, because it was Rob Rob's demand that they come, yeah. right? So prisoners don't get to demand this kind of stuff. At night, they would just be like, I'd like you to come. Can you come tomorrow? Visiting, visiting hours are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my favourite, favouritest line from the week was, say what you want. I'm the one with all the kidneys. <laughs> but whether your son lives or dies means nothing to me. You low-life piece of... Oh, say what you want. I'm the one with all the kidneys. It was excellent. It's got like a kidney farm. Also, probably not because like most people in prison have hepatitis. Yeah. <laughs> So he, his demands are that he wants out of the slammer. And yeah. I just like, On, Paul he, can't do that. That he wants to go to a prison closer to Erinsborough. After a while I realised I want to go to a different prison, probably a more relaxed prison. Poor Rob Rob though. There is no prisons close to the centre of Melbourne. No. Um, oh, he could go to the remand centre. Yeah, but that's not – prisoners don't go there. No. Where would he have to go? Like Geelong or somewhere? Yeah, like out in the, the boonies of Geelong, which would still be a pain in the bum for oh, no. Harlow to get there. Port Phillip's in Deer Park really. Oh, yeah, Deer Park. Um, I've been there. Anyway, it's better than at Aubrey or wherever he is. That, oh, that grinds my gears, that one. He can't be interstate. He can't be in New South Wales for a crime he committed in Victoria. Oh, that's right. I've just remembered they had to drive four hours to go see him. Ararat. He might be in Ararat. That's where really bad people are. See, I, I felt he was up near – what's what's the one that's on the way there? Wangaratta, like the low security one that's up there. It was nah. definitely four hours away last time they yeah. went there. I'm pretty sure he did say Albury, though, last time, which does, still grinds my gears. The mm. last visitor thing, that's only high-level security. Yeah. Low, low level, they're going out to work at a factory, like, during the day. Yeah. That's nice. That's good. Do you feel that his, the actor's performance was inspired by Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> a little bit. Maybe that's where the accent comes from. <laughs> yeah, it's his favourite movie in prison. I was, trying, I was trying to practice doing his noise before, but I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> He, so he's laid out his demands and also Paul keeps yelling at him and telling him off. It's like, oh, Paul. The other week um, Kate said that Therese and Paul did like the best soap acting she'd seen in a long time. When Paul, when Harlow says, I went to see my dad, Paul goes, oh, and he's like visibly like taken back. Looks like he's going to have a vomit really. <laughs> um, and, and I'm loving how much he's just like so like He's acting. so in it. Yeah, like, he's so he's in it. He's feeling everything. And but- when, what's her name, Millsy Mum? 
Uh, Claudia. Claudia. When she said, I'm sorry about your son, he went, oh. <laughs> like, he just drops into it. That's great. This is a storyline that he's at the heart of. Like, Sonia was earlier this yeah. year and he was only on the periphery of that, but now. But, Kate, what about Claudia's suggestion to Paul? Yeah, she's like, yeah, go and check out some other countries you could go to. <laughs> and, like, for sure, you'd hop on the Google first. Come on, yeah. like, surely it would take two minutes of Googling, get old mates help with the darknet. Mm. Paul has. I reckon you'd find people, like, in the next suburb who'd be happy to. Paul has, Paul has bought much shonkier stuff than this. He's running out of money. <laughs> like, well, they've just adjusted their shares. Oh, but don't get me Lassiter's. started on that payout. Do not get me started. It still makes me angry. Because Kyle can't give that money away because no one wants Coyle's dirty money. Oh, my God, Coyle. Oh, my God. Coyle this week on Friday, he went full bogue. He was, he was like, oh, they, they, he, he didn't mind. Yeah, you've got to remind me. <laughs> Let's segue into that, though. So Coyle has been muttering to himself all week that he's done something wrong and we haven't figured out what it was. And then Friday hits and Amy can't get a hold. She hasn't been able to get a hold of Jimmy all week. He lives in New York um, with his dad and he's not on the socials. She's like, what's going on? And then Coyle gets a hit of the guilts and he's like, oh, says to Leo, oh, maybe it's something I said to him. Mm. I, he was acting like a bit of a tool when I he called did. him. And uh, had, a, had a go with him and now he's gone. <laughs> um, so, I did, did we see that call? I only saw it like disconnect. No, he dialed and then that's all we had. Uh, well, that's upsetting. Because yeah. so, I would have loved to have heard him call him a tool. I know. And like how ridiculous he was. So the thing is, is that A, he's doing that like real Bogue thing of like immediately assuming because he's dating his mother that this guy's a stepdad. Kyle, you're not a stepdad. No. You're dating his mum who doesn't even live with you. She lives with her ex. No, you don't inject yourself into a parental situation. You think, no. you think Jimmy would be going, mate, at one stage we were stepbrothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed for Jimmy. Like imagine this. You'd be like, mum, can you please just date Stop. someone better? You know what actually which gets me is that on a few occasions he was referred to as Jim and it always like pricks me and it goes – Oh, that's right. He's named after Jim Robinson. Oh, the but I, nev- I never make that connection when his name's Jimmy. Yeah. So firstly, how canning of him. So he wants to bring Jimmy back. So there's two things Kyle wants to do. He wants to talk to Jimmy so he can prove what a good dad he is. Because one phone call, that's it. That's it. <sighs> he turns out he isn't. Yeah. That, he used that one phone call opportunity to prove that, no, he wouldn't be great. And two, he wants to bring Jimmy back. To remind Amy that she loves being a mum. So manipulative. But I've got many problems with this. It's much like when his father tried to get her to marry him without notice. Yeah. She, Surprise just, wedding, which Sheila reminded us of. Yep. He's trying to like shove a baby into her. Yeah. Like, but also, why does she have to remember that she loves being a mum? She's not not a mum anymore. Yes. Just because Jimmy is living with his father for a bit doesn't mean that she's no longer a mother and that she's suddenly forgotten the 16 years. Look, the, the logic is flawed as well because she is the mother of a teenager and she would go, isn't it great he can wipe his own bum? Yeah, <laughs> you probably. Know, like she's moved on from the baby stage. Yeah, yeah. and so Coyle's flown back, at, wanted to fly back a moody teen for Amy to go, oh, God, I have to go through Here's childbirth. Here's contraception right here. And then <laughs> wait another 15 years and then I get another moody brat on my hands. No thanks. Yeah, who just goes and lives with his dad anyway. Yeah. 
But like my mum always says that if you um, toilet train your child, you can't possibly have another one because you can't <laughs> contemplate the idea of going back to nappies. <laughs> so like she's well through that. Yeah. <laughs> so Jimmy's AWOL, they can't find him. They mobilise the Robinsons in New York to get out on the hustings and find him. This Look, I've never been to New York, but it seems like you'd probably need more than, say, five Robinsons to search <laughs> all of New York. Mm. Um, I, mean, I mean, it is very manoeuvrable on foot, but everyone in the world lives there, so <laughs> there's Just a lot of places he can hide. Turn on his Apple Watch and find him yeah. on the computer. But then Coyle is, like, trying to insert himself into the narrative. He wanted to sit Amy down. He made her some French toast and he was going to tell her up front that he'd, he'd made a mess of this Jimmy situation. Then Leo comes out going, oh, no one can find him. He's missing. Then Amy loses it at Coyle. He's like, how dare you? He's going through a tough time and you just yelled at him without talking to me about it. And then he just wants to throw his dirty money in Amy's face and mm. like, I'll pay for you to fly to New York. And she's like, I don't want your money. It's my dad's money. Jesus. <laughs> that you got by having sex with me on camera. <laughs> We find out that Jimmy's been mixing with the wrong crowd. Mm. I wonder what that means in New York, the gangs of New York. I mean, it could only be good. Like if you watch Gossip Girl, it just means that he's hanging out with like really rich, sophisticated kids. <laughs> or is it Gossip Girl? Is it more West Side Story here? It's going to be maybe. A- well, where do you reckon Jimmy's <laughs> dad lives? Yeah, because he wasn't. Um, he was struggling to get a job for a long time. He was in business, probably down. Um, What's the financial district? Wall Street. Yeah. Wall Street. Yeah, but isn't he like with his soap business? Oh, yeah, his hand soap. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe down near Brooklyn so then he can just hop over the bridge, go to Wall Street. Yeah, Dumbo. He lives in Dumbo. Bring him back to Erinsborough and send him off to bloody nerd high down the road and there's no, well, there's the shit bags, but they're, they're all redeemable. And the buddy club's up and running. Send him straight, or well, nearly. Send oh, him in. Not the... F- but Jimmy, Jimmy is ready to be best mates with Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix, there you go. Oh. oh, But also they've got the same issues. They're both moody teens with problems with their parents, running around doing whatever they want. Jimmy has used his savings to buy his flight back to Melbourne and he appears. Now he is skint though because we saw him pocket a pineapple and a 20 out of Amy's purse. I'm sorry. I think he is a well-organised young man. If I needed to go to New York... And I looked in my savings account. <laughs> I'm 37 and I would not see ticket money for New York in there. <laughs> I was quite impressed too. Yeah. I'm like, he must be he must have been working part-time. He, he should have just gone up to Auntie Lucy and looked in her purse and got on her Amex. Maybe he did. I, was, I just thought maybe he's delivering pizzas. <laughs> nah. No, like he's got money. He's yeah. got money in the bank. But so he's hanging out with the wrong crowd. Yeah. Obviously, they're not kids who are wanting to spend money no. on illegal substances or whatever. No, they're just kids lining up to buy iPhones from the Apple shop. Maybe they're Wall Street kids and they're doing some investments, like yeah. Kendrick's doing his Bitcoin. Oh, wasn't that adorable? That was, that was yeah. cute, actually. Hey, um, Pierce has decided to try giving being a dad a go. Yeah, just for that afternoon. Yeah. Jimmy's back. His voice has dropped a couple more octaves. Hello. <laughs> I was shaken when he came in the door. I was like, who is this man? Kate mentioned he took some cash out of Amy's purse and I thought, who carries around $70? Then I remembered tradies, of course, tradies have cash. Cash jobs, yeah. Also, but like take it out of Kyle's purse. <laughs> yeah, Kyle can have, yeah. And he he wants anyone to take his money. Oh, the best bit was when Coyle was all like, oh, mate, I'm sorry, I hope I didn't upset you too much. And Jimmy's like, 
the hell are you talking about? Like That was the scene of the week. Yeah. Glad to see you're all right, mate. And if I was too harsh on you the other day, um, I'm really sorry. What? On our call? No. Whatever. Sure you're not upset about it? No. Oh, that's good then. I'll catch you in a bit. He's like, you are so irrelevant to me, Coyle. And he was, you could hear the relief dripping off of him of going, it's not my fault anymore. Because he's like, oh, sorry for upset you. Uh, what, who are you? Um, your mum's ex's son. Hey, Steppo. <laughs> Coyle just could not read a room to save himself. Mm. Imagine what Liam says about the whole Amy Love Life situation. Jimmy wouldn't be loving it. Also, because Jimmy campaigned for Coyle. Like, he liked them together. But now Jimmy's gone through puberty and he's like, no, this is not a, like, a good situation. I want to worry about my own romance, thank you. He started to realise like how inappropriate it is that his yeah. mum's being handed round a family. But two weeks running, I feel the need to call a, a, a sad bee. The saddest bitch in Aaron's blood just wants to love and be loved in return. Do you, CJ? Yeah. Kyle. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Pathetic. Yeah. When your partner's child is having difficulty or missing, the immediate. In New York City. In a very big city, the immediate priority is not, oh, I better patch up my relationship. Fixing your tiff should not be up there. He should have sat down and gone, okay, what can we do? And then say to Amy, hey, I'm thinking of reconnecting you with your son for a while. And he could be front, he could front foot it and go just to see if kids is something we want to reinvestigate or should we focus on the kid you do have? Oh, yeah, because it's really fair to disrupt this child's life just to test out whether you can be a good dad. Yeah. Loser. But you know what would have been an appropriate use of his money and time? Get on a plane yourself. Go to New York City yourself. Oh, that would have pissed them off too. Paste up some like A4 flyers of, have oh. you seen this boy? <laughs> Maybe Paul can run around after him ripping them down. <laughs> Best part of the week was both Gazcan and Sheila calling him an idiot. Yeah. Yes. And then Gazcan trying to take the moral high ground and then Sheila reminding him that he also flew Jimmy down for his own and plan. Yeah. yeah. Originally I just wanted him here so I could remind Amy how much she loves being a mum and Oh, maybe she'd change her mind about having another baby. Best case scenario, that still happens. <laughs> you're an idiot. Oh, weren't you the one who flew Jimmy back earlier this year? Yeah. But he's right, you're an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> and you can't force Amy into having a family just because you want yeah, one. Right Wonderful moment. Not enough Sheila this week. And yeah, obviously like Dippy and Sheila are besties now as well. They're kind of the Greek chorus. Also, we get the ethnic mystic earlier in the week because Aaron is desperate. Um, it's like, oh yeah, I, I want to do a tarot reading. I know. Like, what people want to do tarot readings? Okay. You know, Kate, you know what he actually asked for? What? Is he asked for a tarot reading. Oh, did he? I love that. <laughs> I love a bit of tarot. As I've mentioned before, I used to work in a fairy shop and there was a tarot reader at the back and, we'd, and I'd often get free readings and it was a great time. And I did one earlier in the year on the Neighbours Council and I freaked myself out because I got Ali's pregnancy card. So I think that's still up on the council if you want to watch that live video. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so I did the same spread that Ellie got and then read it out and then I drew my own cards. It was weird. It is fun. And Aaron's like, give me a reading, Dippy. And then Dippy starts but the d- reading. Dippy is like, she's, she's got the curse, man. You don't want her to read for you. But also he's so literal and at least this time Dippy's like, okay, they don't always mean the exact thing. <gasps> it's going to be like the, the like the, the death card, the grave digger. 
<laughs> Aaron just saw what everyone wanted to see. He's like, oh, David's going to get better and we're going to have a kid. <laughs> and he runs off. She didn't even finish the spread. I think she was trying to do the three-card spread. She got to the second one and Aaron's off running back to the hospital going, let's have a baby. And David can't remember how to say baby. All that keeps ringing in my head was when Kate said that because um, neighbours had the first same-sex marriage that there's no way that neighbours will divorce them yeah. and then I'll have to kill one of them. Yeah, but not yet. Not in the same year that they killed the most beloved couple on the street. Oh, my no. God, they can't kill him. The That's only way wrong. They, the only way they're getting rid of them is that they will both move out of the street at the same time. Yeah. Okay. In a happily in, in a ha- Adelaide. In a happy gay cruise ever after. Oh. With Marlene Kratz. Yeah. And um, the kids they've adopted. Oh. Like four of them. Maybe Ellie won't want hers by then. You remember when Kate Ramsey came and uh, like she had like t- brother and sister and they all like moved into someone's house? Into Harold's house. Yeah. Maybe they'll like adopt like four children from the same family. <laughs> do a bit of a home and away caravan park yeah. thing. Oh, I love the caravan I park. Could do, I could do with that. That'd be great. What I never understood, sidebar, on the Summer Bay Caravan Park, what I never understood is that people would come and rent a caravan. Mm. And growing up, I was always like, don't you bring your own caravan to a caravan park? No, no, no. That's, that's a level of poverty that you hadn't considered, <laughs> the people who are living in caravans in a caravan park. Because, yeah, all these blow-ins it's not, it's not would as, be like... not as glamorous yeah. as they make it look. No, they'd be like, hey, Pippa, I'm coming to rent a van. And I'm like... Centrelink comes in on Thursdays, Bed and yeah? breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was intriguing to me as an eight-year-old. Well, shall we do Citizen or Shitizen? Mm-hmm. My citizen this week goes to Rob Rob. I want to see more of him. In general, or was there any Kate actions that he did that you appreciated? Just his general um, prison theatrics. <laughs> I love it. He, he's got all the cards and he's, he's... And the kidneys. And the kidney and he's dripping it out one by one. It's great. And he still wants to connect with his daughter. I guess. I mean, I think he just wants to manipulate people, but anyway... No, but come on, you can still love him. Oh, I love him. I love a villain. Like I said, anyone that's got a terrible personality, I'm down with them living on Ramsey Street. Because he's troubled. And as we've established before, he was just, the system let him down. You know what? If you could choose any of Paul's children to come back, it's not going to be, say, Andrew, and it's not going to be Cam Rob. They were bland as hell. Bring back Rob Rob. I liked Al. Yeah, Al. I'll I'll take Al. Yeah, and she was, she had the touch of the villainess about her. Al's not leaving New York anytime soon. Why would she? CJ, do you have one? I don't have one yet. I'm going to go with – this is probably a little bit mean of me, yeah. to be honest, but citizen, citizen for Dippy. Oh, yeah. David and Aaron's terrible situation is not about you. She's allowed to commiserate with her husband, though. I know. You're giving her a citizen for a scenario we invented during this podcast where she did become a match and then made it about her. Yeah. <laughs> But just when she was like walking around like, oh, I spoke to Aaron and, Dar- and Darren and <laughs> I spoke to Aaron and David's still dying. I When she was really distraught, I had to remind myself, yeah. how do they know each other again? Oh, yeah. No, I do this all the time. I'm like, oh, hang on, are they related? I, I have to I, I go, oh, I don't think the Rebecca's are married to the – yeah, but look, they could be somewhere. I Look, it's, mm. it's one of, it does make <sighs> me think every time. Ever since um, – you know, Chloe was so invested in David coming to the wedding and it perplexed me until yeah. I remembered. Is there a Rebecca um, Robinson slash Brennan link that I've forgotten? Listeners, let me know. All right. Well, I'm going to take it back then. And I'm going to go citizen, Coyle. Oh, good, yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah, thank yeah, fair you. Enough. you. Double yeah. down. Double down. It seems to me that until he leaves the show again, I will be naming him citizen because he is terrible. 
it's very strange the journey he's they've put him on. Yeah. I feel if if neighbours could actually say dickhead, I think they would say yeah. dickhead about him. Mm. At least drop us a thick head. I think Sheila, who is always his biggest fan, well, we've seen her this week say, look, you need to stop being an idiot. But I think she's like, look, you know, Gary's not as bad when you, when you put him up against this kid. Maybe this is their long game. Like, well, let's bring Coyle back to make Gary not seem as bad. Maybe. Who knew it would work? Ooh, full body. Shut yeah. up. I'm going to give Shitizen to Chloe Brennan Ooh. for an issue we have not discussed, and that is that... She is suddenly, I'll get to it, Yashvi resigned from her useless PA job at Lassiter's. Well done, Yashvi. She's worked there, what, for four weeks? And no one supervised her at all. Like, she was ignored the whole time. But she's now got her calling, found her calling. She wants to be a police officer. And she wants to go full steam ahead studying for the entrance exam. Well done, Yashvi. You get a citizen too. Well done. Chloe is like, oh, but I wanted her to work at Lassiter's so I could set her up with Ned again. Don't set up an 18-year-old. With some loser. With some late 20s-year-old that is struggling. They're both struggling. They're dealing with their shit themselves. You don't ship this. The world is Yashri's oyster. Yes. And Ned has to sort himself out. And he doesn't need to be sniffing around Yashvi. Hang on, so you're concerned about Ned on this front. I, I'm more concerned about Yashvi. Of course I'm more concerned about Yashvi. She's a child, more or less. She's a barely an adult. I'm, she wears crop tops. Yeah, she's. <laughs> but I, and I'm so proud of her for getting her priorities in order and for yelling at Ned when she thought he'd given her a gift. The mm. Moana. Moana Hope for, signed football, which is a great gift. Well that done. She, she was cuddling up to afterwards. That was really cute. But no, Chloe, I'm angry at you for shipping this nonsense. Because she's made the right decision. How, how is Chloe not so insanely busy that yes. she has time to even contemplate all this she's bullshit? She's a general manager. And I'm still angry that they never got Chloe together with Ned because I thought that would have been a cute couple. And the other thing that happened this week is to Rage started work at the Sonia Rebecca Foundation. And there's an event coming next week, which we will get to. No, 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 no. Noelle. <laughs> I was thinking it might be ho, 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 ho. <laughs> oh, quickly, before we sign off, let's do our December podcast reviews. I have one and I've been loving it and it is bonkers. <sighs> okay. It's called Night Talkers and it's comedy, sketch comedy, sort of improvised comedy by two of my mates that are also two of the most hilarious people, Ray Matson and Jason Marion. I have been seeing their shows since I was like 20 um, they're more behind the scenes now as comedy writers. If you like like off the wall comedy, it's essentially the two of them. Um, one of them interviews the other, and most of it's improvised, but it's cut together so tight that it sounds like it's completely scripted. It's complete nonsense, and my partner and I have been listening to it on road trips in the car. And it, there's only a few episodes out; it's brand new, so get in on the ground floor. Night talkers, and they've just released a Christmas single. Yeah, it's ludicrous. So I've been listening to The Double Shift, which is just back for its second season. So The Double Shift is uh, basically stories about mums doing The Double Shift, working mums, but they're a little bit more, I guess you would say, like in-depth than um, my other favourite podcast. So they're in-depth interviews and stories. And this season, the producer slash, you know, star of the show, Catherine Goldstein, 
her, you know, whole thing of the season is that the revolution begins at home. Um, and the reason for that is that heading into the second season, she found out she was pregnant with twins. Whoa. So now she's just like, oh, shit, man. Like, if I, if I needed to figure out how people did this before, now I really need to know what Oh, my God. And she does interesting stories. Like, one of the season one episodes was like, let's talk about mums who are sex workers. Like, amazing. You know, CJ, CJ and I have a great Instagram follow that we, who is a sex working mum yeah, yeah. from I Melbourne. She's talked about wanting to do a podcast, so maybe. No, oh, I would listen to that. Yeah. Kate. Well, it's funny, we're going on the Goldstein theme here. I wanted to recommend Heavyweight podcast hosted by humorist Jonathan Goldstein. What he does in every episode, he helps people try to resolve a moment from their past that they wish they could change. So it could be like there was one episode where a woman was kind of blanked by all her friends and he went and found these friends and discovered the reason behind it. No. And they got to confront each other. No way. It's awesome. and But it's all sorts of different awkward moments from your past that you wish you could change. Oh, I think I would cry listening to Oh, that. no, it's really good. And then it's uplifting. It has like uplifting music okay. at the end. So it's really good. And there's lots of laughs throughout because the host is so awkward that he makes every situation a bit awkward too. What's it called again? Heavyweight. Heavyweight. Awesome. Well, that's us. We are neighbourspod.com. CJ, where do you hang out? At CJ the Hot Mess Mum, spelt with a U on Instagram. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Australian spelling and English spelling. Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter. I am Vaya Pashos on Twitter and we are Neighbours Pod on Twitter and Neighbours Council on Facebook. And don't forget to rate or review us on Apple Podcasts. And we will check in... For the Christmas episode of Neighbours. A special Neighbours Christmas cracker. Yes. But if you uh, don't listen to that until Christmas Eve or before or whenever we're going to drop it, Merry Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful time. It's happy festive season. Or just if you don't do anything, just enjoy the 25th of December sitting around the house watching movies because that's a great time as well. But hugs, hugs, hugs. And we'll chat to you soon. Bye. Here comes the chest like a fat owl. That hell someone gets in our way. Someone don't feel so well. Here comes the chest little worse. Let the sky better go. And the 